Welcome to the SEO Podcast uh, with eWeb Results. I am Charles Lewis, your client results advocate. And I am Daniel Gildersleeve, your content results specialist. Our content results specialist. I bet you're like, what is the content results specialist and who is this guy and where is Chris Burris? Well, CB is in Vegas right now. He's at a sales training with our business coach. So, CB, miss you. Travel safely. We'll see you Monday. And yes, we broadcast without you. So, dig that. Hey, and this is, I really wanted to do this uh, for all our fans and people listening right now to kind of introduce you to Daniel. He writes our content. He helps deal with keyword research and SEO or PPC and all these other things. A uh, really good guy. And so, he wrote some content today. What's the name of his article? How to use your blog for website SEO ranking. How to use your blog. So we're going to talk content all over again. And so we're going to get into that like 16 tips. So we'll figure out what all of those are and, and see if we can help you guys. These are highly usable, practical tips for small businesses. So get out a piece of paper and a pencil, jot some notes, and visit our blog. We'll give you the URL at the end of the podcast. And that's how we do this. So we're going to get into our potatoes right now. Um, but before we do that... We always look for some psychos, so we won't go through our games and the kind of normal rigmarole we do with Chris's here. But I will say, uh, psycho us. Those are shares, likes, and follows. That's our kind of branded term for, for social engagement. So hit us up at eWeb Results across all platforms Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. It's all at eWeb Results. Um, hit us up. Now, I'm going to keep moving. I do got a little algo cat. Can I get into this algo cataclysm? Absolutely. Too bad Chris isn't here. This is his favorite portion of the program, the algorithm cataclysm. But understand this. Last week, we talked about Penguin being now part of the Google's core algorithm. So no more were they just running it periodically. It's now part of the core algorithm, so it's always running. That was the previous algo cat, and that was like 9.9 on the Richter scale. Well, the follow-up tremors to that, right, Mm -hmm. are the fact that now, since Google Penguin is part of the core algorithm, now they just released a statement that any uh, sites that were previously penalized by Penda, were previously penalized by Penguin, uh, should now start seeing their rankings come back up because the penalties are being removed for anybody who fixed those sites. What does that mean for you guys listening right now? Well, if you were penalized by Penguin, that means it was likely due to some bad links or some sort of linking structure or something like that. And if you remove those links, you disavowed those links, you fixed those links, oh, well, then this Penguin refresh should get your ranking back up. So hopefully you've done that. That's our algo cataclysm. We got some more news for you guys also. We'll get into some news. We're going, this news is really about Google and more importantly, Google Maps. So you use Maps? All the time. All the time. So here's a new feature you'd probably like. Google Maps is maximizing their voice search capabilities. I like this. I tried to do this when, they, when you couldn't. <laughs> so I'm actually glad they did it now when their latest update. Basically, they updated the Google Apps map, the Google Apps app, uh, the Google Maps app, that's what it is, uh, with search capabilities which can help people uh, keep con- their eyes on the road while driving. So now the phrase, okay, Google, will work when you have Google Maps activated okay and they, google okay yeah. google will give you that and then you got some commands you can use like high traffic or or unmute the voice guidance or avoid tolls and ferries or how's the traffic ahead or or show alternate routes and all kind of other voice commands they already pre-programmed when you use okay google while google maps is running thank you google maps appreciate the update because this sucks to have to look at your device and try to find an alternate route yeah. or or answer any one of these questions I really appreciate it. Got a p- couple punches in the face. Those who hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, I'm going to share those today. That's We got a, a punch in the face for Megan Sally at Girl With Two First Names on Twitter. <laughs> Essential listening, as always, at eWeb Results. 
And we won from Jamso at Jamso Value Smart. Um, enjoy the knowledge, the show, and the results from your shares. Hashtag gratitude. Hashtag gratitude. Well, look, thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you sharing this. And hit us up. Let us know that you're tuning in. Let us know which podcast you're tuning into, which one you're watching, which one you're listening to. Uh, we'd be glad to, to punch you in the face. I've got another punch in the face. I want to give a punch in the face today to all the fact checkers out there who made <laughs> this week's debate so enjoyable. Oh, to they watch. did. Yeah, the fact checking was, I believe, was awesome. Shout out to, frankly, Hillary's uh, production team because the <laughs> web content they had was up. It was constantly updated live yes. during, during the, during the uh, debate. That was pretty cool. The only aftermath is as I was preparing for this podcast, I did notice that about 60% of Americans do not trust the media fact checkers. <laughs> so entertaining as always, but reliable, not sure. Mm, not sure, exactly. It's amazing how the fact checkers can't always be trusted. Interesting. Well, so let's get into uh, let's get into our article. Let's get right. into our article. So, so like I said, this is our content writer. We brought him in-house because content is really, really important. And so before we get into this, you know, how to use your blog for website SEO ranking, I wanted to share a little bit about, about Daniel and, and what, what kind of uh, credentials uh, you bring to our company. Absolutely. I was a writer before I was an internet marketer. So that's uh, what I bring to the table is those writing skills. Now I've added on to that marketer, Google partner, SEO, blog writer, um, web developer a lot of uh, wear a lot of different hats around here yeah. but a lot of the businesses who come to us we always talk about the importance of the blog yep importance of content and, and the blog is how we add content exactly so what i what i'm going to bring to the table today is the how to steps and we're going to fly through this fast because this would be an hour long podcast Definitely. if we nailed home on every single point we could talk about it for hours um, so we're not going to do that. We will give you the, the <laughs> URL. You the, 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 the podcast yeah. version, 30 minutes, then you can go click the link and read the whole thing. Exactly. So a blog is an essential part of your website's SEO strategy. The search engines favor new content, engaging content, mm-hmm. relevant content. So we're going to teach you how to do that, how to find out what you should be posting and how to post it on your website. And the reason you want to do that, let me say this, is because uh, like he said, search engines are always looking for new and fresh content and usually your main page content doesn't change that much. Your services, your products, your prices don't really change that much. So having an active blog on your domain name gets the opportunity to constantly publish new content that's fresh, that's relevant around what you offer. And let's remember the number one goal of internet marketing is to get people to know, like, and trust you, mm-hmm. and nothing does that better than a blog. There you go. So, how to write a blog for a website SEO ranking? Well, number one, we hope you're monitoring your keyword ranking, um, whether you're using a service like Moz mm-hmm. or a different service. Keep track of where you're at. If you depend on new customers and new money coming in through where you rank in the search results, be tracking that. Yeah, understand where you rank at, which terms you rank for, which terms you don't mm-hmm. rank for. And that sort of decision making should really go into the keyword ranking that you're monitoring. Help you determine which keywords you want to go for. Right. So what I do when I'm preparing a, a new blog is I go to that report. I find out where I'm doing uh, in my keyword ranking and I try to identify an opportunity. If you're hanging around number spot 11 or 12 in Google, that's a good that's opportunity, great opportunity to get to page one. If you just crack the top 50 at your 48, well, that's a great opportunity to probably boost yourself about 10 mm-hmm. or 15 places, depending on how competitive your industry is. So, so monitor your keyword ranking. Monitor your keyword ranking. 
and then identify an opportunity. Identify which of your target keywords you want to go after. And identify, that's number two, is identify your keyword challenge or opportunity, right? right. Okay, awesome. Number three. Number three, after we identified what keyword we're going to go after, we're going to go to a, the Google Keyword Planner or another tool mm -hmm. to find a variation that people are searching for, something relevant. So Google Planner tool, Keyword Planner is the tool that I use to find relevant keyword phrases. The, the technical term for these are LSI keywords. Mm -hmm. That's latent semantic indexing. Let's call it a secondary keyword phrase. Yeah. This is not in your top five to 10. It's just a little off. If you have music lessons for kids, this is kids' music lessons. Yeah, this is the secondary key phrase that's usually wrapped around your first keyword. So if you do, you know, AC repair Houston, and then the second keyword, secondary keyword is is repairing your Houston AC or some variation mm -hmm. of the term. Usually longer tail, a little bit more focused, but definitely relevant to the target phrase. Yeah, Google's going to pick that up. It's going to know that it's yeah. related mm -hmm. to that other post. And if you link them together, which we'll talk about later, um, you'll get SEO value for both posts. Number four. All right, four. So we've identified our secondary keyword. Now we want to identify a blog topic. There's a lot of ways to pick yeah. blog topic. I like going to your FAQs. FAQ is a double win for you mm. because you're creating valuable content about a question you are frequently asked all the time. Anyway. And guess what? When people ask you that question again, you refer them to your blog. Yes. Or, or even from a link internal linking perspective, if you have an FAQ page mm -hmm. and then you've turned around and written a blog post for this FAQ, it's a great linking opportunity from FAQ to the blog post. And the fact that it's an FAQ probably says that there's some search volume there because it is frequent. Exactly. Number five. Number five. We're going to write a keyword rich title that includes this secondary keyword phrase. Mm, so this is not this is not your page title, right? This is this is a secondary title. So consider your H1 which kind of has your primary term in it and then this blog post has an H2 secondary title that has that secondary term. Right. Awesome. Number 6. We're going to create a quick blog outline. Why is creating an outline important, dude? <laughs> the outline is so important. I know some of you guys are going to feel like you're back in high school, but it's going to save you so much time. It's going to keep you from rambling. It's going to keep your content focused. Mm -hmm. and it's going to keep your reader engaged because you'll get a bird's eye view of what you're about to write. And guess what? You didn't waste time writing it before you just hacked and slashed half hour worth of writing because it didn't fit. Mm -hmm. Number seven. Number seven, we're going to create a new blog post on your website. We're going to keyword on your website, on your website. Now, why, why is this done on the website and not like say um, on Word, Microsoft Word or Google Docs somewhere? So if this is particularly for people who are starting out, who are mm -hmm. not SEOs, who haven't done this for years, do it on your website because number eight, okay. you're going to use a checklist while you write. And if you're working on WordPress and if you're using the Yoast plugin, like we are, writing it on your website is going to give you a real time uh, green light checklist of whether or not you've accomplished all the things you set out to do with mm -hmm. SEO. If you had the right uh, number of keywords, if you had the right number of characters and number of words, if you have the right image mm -hmm. and all sorts of other uh, items that Yoast will give you in order to see if right. this page is what they consider uh, optimized. It's one of the many reasons why we recommend WordPress as a tool and especially Yoast. If you want to check out the blog post on our website, 
I have actually taken screenshots of this blog post yes. of how I came out in the Yoast checklist. And that's readability, how easy is it to mm -hmm. read, and it's also the SEO indicators, the alt tags, the title tags, the slug. Um, yeah, your description, your page titles, all of that information is there. Yoast does a great job of letting you know if this page mm -hmm. is optimized or not, and so we, we just choose to take advantage of the tool. Yeah, they're going to give you the red light, yellow light, or green light. <laughs> I don't stop till it's all green. These guys give me a lot of trouble sometimes because sometimes I try finessing it a little too much, but that's where you get the big wins. And that's, what we, uh, that's how we produce quality content. Number nine. Number nine. After you've written your title, after you've written your blog, you need to end it with a call to action. This a is the CTA. big conclusion. Yes. So that's going to be another H2 or an H3 at the end of your blog post with your CTA. Buy my Let me widgets tell you why now. This is important. This is important because understand that if someone is taking the time to read your, you know, seven, eight hundred thousand word post, and they've gotten all the way to the bottom, that means they likely appreciate this content. They found some value in it, and that's call to action. That CTA has a lot more importance, a lot more value for someone who's just absorbed your content versus someone who's fresh on your site. And so you want to take this opportunity to include that CTA at the bottom of the content. So that way, after they finish reading it, you can punch them with your offer again. And we're going to keep it real with uh, the Chris Burris kiss here. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> you're going to tell them what? You're going to tell them why, and you're going to tell them how. How to do it. Exactly. Download, subscribe, purchase, mm -hmm. you know, this book, this newsletter, this e-guide, whatever it is right now. You know, give them some specific instructions, and if they engage with you, they'll, they'll likely follow it. And something we've been testing here, we're having really good results with, if you know how to place a button, yeah. if your call to action is buy now, call now, get pre-qualified, Put a button at the bottom of your text that says the exact same thing because people love pushing buttons. buttons. <laughs> For some reason, it just that works. works. Number 10. All right, number 10. If you're using Yoast, we're going to go back down to your Yoast plugin and we're going to write a custom SEO, SEO title. title and a custom description. It's going to autofill it for you, but you want a little bit more control. Remember, this is what's going to show up on Facebook, on yeah. LinkedIn. This is what's going to show up in the search results, and you have a hundred percent control over no, what so. people see. Yeah. So make sure you have the keyword there. That's going to make people comfortable, know that they're in the right place. Mm -hmm. And then in the description, make sure you introduce the subject, the keyword, and you have a call to action. Now he's talking about inside the title. So he's and you talking about your metadata. So the title and that description, you want to make sure that you emphasize this keyword there because right. people need to see it and understand from a search results perspective, that keyword will be bolded if it's an exact match or, or, or a phrase match of what they searched. And so that makes your ranking stand out a little bit more and increase your click through. So you want to include that keyword there. So if you want to see what I did for this post, there's actually a screenshot of that metadata at the very end of this post. But another thing we're experimenting with, really great results. If you're a local service, if you want your phone call to be ringing, save people an extra step. Put your phone number in your meta description. Yes. They don't even need to click through to your website. If you are advertising emergency plumbing repair, mm -hmm. if you have water coming out of your light fixtures, exactly. remember that? Client who had that? If you have water coming out of, if your client has water coming out of their light fixtures, they're not going to click the link, they're going to click the no, phone number. They're going to look. <laughs> have your phone number in your meta description. Huge win. Number 11. 
Number eleven is always add a featured image, and this is obvious to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to Charles. Why do we always have a featured image? You need Charles? a featured image for multiple reasons. Let's address search first. Well, we all know that in posts that have images get a little bit more value. This is an opportunity for alt tags and other keywords. So you want your image there. Right from a user perspective, uh, there's nothing like a visual to aid with the content, and so you need that visual there. You need to give people uh, an understanding of what this content is visually. Now you can take it a step further, and what we tend to do on most posts is we'll turn them into a meme, we try to repurpose this featured image, and so now the same featured image that's referencing the blog post can be repurposed on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and things like that that have the same content that's on your site. So there you get some continuity from whatever device, whatever platform, whatever they find this mm -hmm. blog post, they see the same image, they get the same branding, they get the same experience. And, and furthermore, who likes to read content that, that doesn't have pictures? So I'm going to step on Charles' toes for a second here, and I'm going to give a pro tip about what he just said. Pro tip. If you're using newsletters, mm -hmm. okay, and you're driving to a page on your website that has a featured image... Include that fe same featured image in, the in your newsletter. Yes. It's gonna when people arrive from your newsletter onto your website, it's gonna let them feel reassured that they are in the right place. Yeah, continuity, the continuity. We and this is just from a content perspective, but the same concept works across the board. A paid ad, mm -hmm. the page that they land on, you really want the messaging and the content they read to kind of reference the ad that they just clicked. So same thing from your newsletter. If they see an image and they click, you want the content and the image that they clicked on to be the first thing they see when they click must have a featured image. Now, I like this about the featured image also. You want to get it at the right size. Right? Let's hang out there for a minute because um, in, in the previous tip, we talked about making titles that show up on Twitter and Facebook. Mm -hmm. Well, when you paste that link in, if your featured image is the right size, like 1,200 pixels wide, 600 pixels high, then Facebook will grab it and use that as the card. If that image is not the right dimensions, then they'll pick one image from your site that is or no image at all. You had opportunity to control that by just making sure your featured image is the right size. Take advantage. Number 12. Number 12, additional SEO boosts. These mm. are great to have. Yeah. You don't need them, but that's, mm. I, hate, I hesitate to say you don't need them because these are important as well. One, add internal links to your other pages and posts. That's kind of like the FAQ example we gave earlier. You got an FAQ page, it has 10 questions, and you begin writing blog posts for each one of these questions, then you link over. So now your FAQ page has a paragraph summary, but they can click the link and get the full shebang on the answer to that question. Yeah, there's a reason why the bots are called spiders, because they're looking for that web of links, links. Mm -hmm. between the pages. Uh, number two, use external links to high-ranking websites that are not your competition. Yeah, so let's say you're a, you're a, um, 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 a countertop installer, right? And you you uh, you install granite countertops and quartz countertops. And so you may not want to link to your competitors, but you may want to link to your manufacturer. You may want to link to your distributor. He's not in competition with you. He's extremely relevant. He has some of the similar imagery, and it's a great outbound link. Google values it, and it serves a, 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 as a resource for the people who visit your site because they can't purchase from them because they're manufactured. They still have to purchase from you. So anytime you can use an external link in that said blog post about quartz countertops, you know, we get ours manufactured from link, link, link. And now you have great outbound links. And now, if that company's doing SEO, and they probably are, 
they'll likely recognize that those links are coming in and return a favor. A great way to build links also. Number three is include additional images as examples or infographics. Yeah, so we keep referencing this post. When you go to our website and you check this post out, you will see screenshots of the Yoast plugin. You'll see screenshots of the custom metadata, but then you'll also see our main featured image. And so that's our primary image. And then our other screenshots are those kind of uh, secondary images that support the content. Anytime you can have more media, more rich media, the better. All right, and our fourth additional SEO boost is embed a relevant YouTube video, preferably on your own channel. Preferably on your own channel, preferably your own content, and, and all of the above. Anytime you can add some, some more media, video media, on top of a post that's already quality and has good images, uh, then you really increase the likelihood of that page ranking. Video just helps, period. Number 13. All right, 13, we're getting close to the end is preview and proofread. These are both mm. very uh, important steps, but you can do them at the same time. You wanna log in on a mobile device, you wanna make sure it looks good on mobile, and you also wanna make sure that it looks good on desktop. But while you're reading it, look at the grammar, look at the spelling. Mm -hmm. If you're not good, give it to someone else. Let somebody else, else do it. <laughs> if you are good, let somebody else look at it because a lot of times um, you can just be in the, in the forest and can't see the trees. And so because you're head down and it can take a fresh set of eyes to, to catch the fact that that said off instead of of. Yes. Right? Microsoft Word or Yoast frankly won't catch that because it's spelled correctly. And so you need an extra eyes to catch some of those things there. Definitely preview it and proofread it. Yeah. Our project manager here, David, he loves and hates me because I'm always interrupting his work and saying, can you read this? Can you read this? Plus, if you are a client of an internet yeah. marketing agency, speak up. I had a client today say, hey, you, you forgot a, a word here. Was that intentional? I was like, no, that's not intentional. Thank you very yeah, much. Appreciate it. You know, yeah, I forgot the, you know. <laughs> yeah, so if you're a client, and not just that, uh, if you're a client, then you should expect these things. You should expect that your agency is proofing and reading this content. And if you guys have an open dialogue, some great communication, then there should be no challenges in, in giving that type of feedback. If you are having challenges with your agency in regards to the content they're putting out or how this content is updated and even written, uh, you may want to reconsider. Uh, number 14. All right, 14 is quick. Once you get that far, hit the publish button or schedule it for a later date depending on your editorial calendar. But basically, you're saying just, it's out there. It's out there. Market it's is done. Yes. Market is done. So, number 15, just because you published, you're not done yet. Usually, your post gets automatically cataloged in Google, but not all the time. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, because I've seen this happen. The next thing you're going to do is submit your new URL to Google. And on our blog, we have a link to where to do that. Mm -hmm. You copy and paste that, Google, that, uh, sorry, that URL there. You click that you're not a robot and click submit, and Google will file it away. You'll do that, and here's another pro tip for you. Pro tip for you, one of the fastest ways, literally one of the fastest ways to get your new page, whether it's a blog post or a web page, indexed by Google, faster than resubmitting it to Google, let somebody plus one it. Somebody plus ones it, or, or somebody clicks this link and they begin reading it, Google will catch that and index it faster. And that's been written on their blog. So, take that. Excellent. Um, 
I number did, 16. I, well, I did create a screenshot there to make sure you are cataloged in Google. Search by your title and company name. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't come up, keep working at it. It will show up within a few hours. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it just takes some time. And there's some other things you could do, like updating your site map and then resubmitting that while you're in Webmaster Tools, doing a quick Google fetch of the domain while you're in Webmaster Tools. All of those things will kind of cue it to be read and get the spots act- get the bots active. But, uh, yeah, if you can get it plus one, <laughs> that'll help. All right, 16. Our last step is to 16. continue and monitor to improve your SEO. Oh, so after all of this, now you have to monitor. Yes. Remember, so we're back to number one, monitor your keyword ranking, right? So, so this, this paragraph starts off with, an SEO's work is never done. It's never done. And that is the real theme here. First page website SEO ranking takes constant work, constant updating, vigilance. you got to track it. you got to know it. And guess what? If you don't have time... Hire an agency yeah. to do it for you. Well, well, what you should do is just you want to make sure that your efforts aren't aren't futile. You want to make sure that that the time you spent creating an outline and finding an image and writing this content and getting it proofed and then submitting it to Google. You want to make sure all of the time and the resources you spend doing that actually generate something. And the only way you'll know that is if you're monitoring it. So why don't you do this? Log in analytics and and and, and flag it. New blog post posted on this date, and then monitor it every week. Check analytics, check your search queries, check your traffic, check traffic specifically to that page. Figure out where that traffic is coming from, where it's ranking, and then figure out how you can improve it. And that's, you know, just check this. You can probably revisit it for the same post. You figure out some other secondary phrases, may want to make some changes. If you come up with a better image, go replace it. You know, and that type of deal. You finally decide to make a video, come back and update the page. And that way, those type of activities help that page continue to rank. Two very important call to actions on this blog I have to point out Mm -hmm. is the first is continue to improve your SEO skills. It's going to make you a faster writer, a better writer, a better blogger. And the best way to do that is... Watch this podcast. Check us out. Hashtag SEO podcast. And the second very important call to action is if you want to improve your website, if you want (laughs) to improve your ranking then call us for a free website analysis. Let me pause here and say, remember a few tips ago we said at the end of the post... Include the call to action. Kind of experiencing that right now. Look, dude, great article. Great article. This is how to use your blog for website SEO ranking written by our own. And this is just for those, you know, who did post some reviews about us using other people's content all the time. This is original content written by our own. Daniel Give Guildersley, our content results specialist. Great article, sir. My pleasure. Hey, well, you just tuned into the uh, SEO Podcast 341. Appreciate you tuning in. Until next time, I'm Charles Lewis. I'm Daniel Gildersleeve. Catch y'all later. Peace out. Slightly raised up eyebrow, highbrow. Tamely, gamely, headed my way. Cool as mountain snow, girl, glow, girl. Pining, shining, needing some play. Sound check one two one two. It's your podcast three forty one. Uh, 
It's the Yo Podcast 341. We getting it done and we back with another one. So get ready because it's time to talk content. It's the advocate chilling with the specialist. Yeah, it's your Podcast 341. Let's go. Yeah.